0: Listening to this podcast, I must warn you to turn back now. For if you listen to this, surely the secret police of your country will come knocking on your door, telling you you've been very, very bad indeed. For this is the crime episode of Dungans and Dragnos, and it is sure to be so scandalous that it will be banned in every country conceivable.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I'm Carlisle. I'm Chris.
0: And this is and Dragnos. <laughs> and we're some
1: naughty naughty boys. Let's go. What do we do on Duncans and Dragnos, Chris? Sorry? What do we do on Duncans and Dragons? Yeah, Dun- <laughs> <laughs> Let's just have a clean run at that. <laughs> 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 What do we do on Dungeons & Dragons, Chris? On Dungeons & Dragons, we homebrew ideas for Dungeons & Dragons. Monsters. Weapons. Quest lines. Dungeons. Dragons. Little elves.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And crimes, maybe. And sometimes... Well, actually... We design crimes. I haven't actually got, like, ideas that are just different crimes you could do in 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 T&D. That would have been funny if we were just, like... Murder? Ooh, that's good! Um... (laughs) Extortion! Um... Yeah, um, so this is a crime-themed episode of Shit for Dungeons & Dragons. Woo! -woo. You got any crime-themed stuff? So...
1: Have you seen Ocean's Eleven? Yes! Have you ever ruminated on the fact that if they all had to say in front of each other what they were doing, in chronological order, it would be a different film. Okay. And therefore, it would be difficult, nay impossible uh-huh. um, to 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 play out a heist in, in quite the same way and and for it to have the desired effect. Okay. So what I what I want us to do is is work out how you can come up with your elaborate plan steal a man's backpack and do some other bullshit for 40 minutes and then that, have that be the whole thing um, that's Ocean's 12 and I'm sorry
0: yeah it's bad it's not great it's not good I was so excited about it as well because I really? love Ocean's 11 what? not like at the time I, yeah. was, I wasn't really aware of them when they were coming out but I, after I watched Ocean's 11 I was like that fucking rocks yeah time to go watch Ocean's 12 and 13 Then are not really not what bad. happens in Ocean's 13? Um, a bad man buys a casino and they're like, THIS IS A BAD MAN! We yeah. gotta fuck around with the casino! I don't think there's really even a heist, to be honest. I think they just make it seem like the casino's having an earthquake for a while so that people don't go to the casino anymore, because they don't like the man that runs the casino. They're like Scooby-Doo baddies. <laughs> they're just like, oh, some bad stuff's yeah, going over yeah, yeah, here, yeah. yeah. But it works. Yeah. They don't get busted people feel, think there's earthquakes in that oh, you know, and there's probably one point where you're like you think they got busted yeah 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 yeah. yeah. but actually it was an oceans nine crossover well eight eight that's the whole conceit isn't it then and, and that's that's the whole thing that's ruined by the flawed format of dungeons and dragons <laughs> for heists specifically yeah so this is um oh should i tell you this after or should we do it uh there is another game that deals with this this exactly, okay. and making this fun, yeah. called Blades in the Dark. Which I've not heard of. Yeah. So cool. I, th- I think I'll tell you how that works after we talk about this so as not to like ruin our talking okay. about Okay. Cool, 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 cool. cool. Um, have you thought about how you'd make a heist fun to roleplay without just spelling out the heist beforehand? Yes. Okay.
1: So, what sounds funny to me is that as part of your heist, you can play two to three face-down cards. Okay. And then when you get caught doing something, you can be like, but, ah, earlier I stole a man's backpack. Okay. I, uh, you might be chasing me, but I, I, I put tripwire down this hallway, so there's no way you could pursue me. You fall to the ground in writhing pain. Um, so they're, they're, however. Okay. As I said... They're played face down prior to the heist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if your dungeon master doesn't put you in situations where what you've done beforehand is helpful, yeah, you'd fucked.
0: <laughs> so it's, it's an, <laughs> it sort of becomes one of those games like um like fun employed and things like that where you're when you when your back's against the wall you look at the card and then you have to sort of improv your GM into a, into a yeah, situation that yeah. they enjoy. But I like the idea that
1: you've you've got this idea of, in your head of what you're going to need to do to make this work.
0: Okay, so the players have seen the cards before they put them Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. So, I, okay.
1: So they've got a plan, but they can't change the plan and obviously yeah. the DM doesn't know.
0: Right. So <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds really fun. And that makes it a little more like D&D because yeah, they're not yeah. More, well, they're not they're not improv comedians at that point <laughs> so what, how, how do you like would it be like a deck of cards people would have to make or like would you make 52 things corresponding to uh, oh, playing no,
1: cards I, I, I'm just saying they come up with their heist so they've okay so it can be
0: anything and then yeah. they write it down and put it face down yeah okay. they've,
1: they've met the dealer beforehand and they've slipped some extra cards into the deck they've yeah. rigged a certain hallway to nice. turn the cameras off at a certain time they, they, they've done three things each, is yeah. what I'm saying, um, and as they try to actually make it happen, um, these things can come out like the twists in Ocean 11, yeah. um, but if they can't do as they intended, and obviously the Dungeon Master doesn't know what the plan was in the first instance, um, then then they don't have extra twists yeah. to pull out, They just they
0: just get fucked. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's super fun. It's yeah. actually, it's a level kind of beyond in terms, it's a, it's it's a level below in terms of the freedom you give your player as in Blades of the Dark. Mm. So I, I might get some of this wrong, because uh, I haven't played it or read it, but I've watched it be played and I've heard a lot about it because it's a very popular game Yeah. Um, at the moment. And it's, it's, it's focused on fantasy heists in particular. Yeah. And basically what happens is you more or less you get the team together and then you start the heist yeah Um, and then whenever something happens that will be bad for your character everybody can have like two or three flashbacks yeah. to something you did earlier. <laughs> and then you're more or less... You get to play that as, like, a separate scene. But, you yeah, know, then it's like when the dogs come at you, it's like, ah, but I actually... I planted a little bit of, like, sedative in their meat earlier today. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then you, like, flashback the one time and then they get really... And the dogs fall over or something. So that's... Yeah, that's the system as it exists in Blades in the Dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that, I don't know how different the rules are in Blades in the Dark. d d doesn't really... Give people that kind of just immediate freedom. More of the power is in the in the DM's hand. So I think what you've come up with is a good compromise there, where it's like, yeah, this doesn't change the situation you're in, but yeah. maybe you could, yeah, if it makes sense, I suppose.
1: Yeah, you you kept, you've prepped this stuff. Yeah, it's just that the DM doesn't know.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> fun. Yeah, I know. I like that. Cool. Well, we actually we have a suggestion. Uh, from Richard oh, host yes. of uh, Cult Pulture and a podcast for everyone and woo. has been a guest on the show before um, and what he he said is a detective who can smell crime so <laughs> explain this this is just, this is just for you <laughs> and it's for Richard okay <laughs> Chris is taking his shirt off right now woo which I'm not going to explain why that's funny, but Richard, <laughs> Richard will get it if he listens to this. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought instead of making a character who can smell crime, mm-hmm. this would probably just be like a fun rogue subclass or even a spell. You cast the spell and you can smell where crime's happening. Yeah. That's like, the application of that is so broad that it's like, Because someone could be like in a car without their seatbelt on nearby and then it's like, I can't, I can't hone in on, on the bribery we're looking for. (laughs) There's too many unseatbelt clad drivers around here in fantasy times. Yeah. And it's quite, it's not, not necessarily intuitive
1: because if you're in a particularly crime ridden situation, it might be harder to sniff out your, your particular crime that you might be after. There's a sort of cacophony
0: of, of, yeah crime smells <laughs> so i guess i guess how how much are you allowed to pair through the overlapping vapors of crime smells well i
1: suppose you could be a crime gourmand and have a particularly strong yeah. nose for well uh, a, any particular flavor you're looking for
0: what if you like a crime dog like which exists um What if there were dogs? dogs, (laughs) And they were bad dogs. (laughs) People always ask who's a good dog. No one ever asks who the bad dogs are. No, so, like you know how like they give a sample of something yeah. to the dog to smell and then they follow it and they find something similar Yeah, like in order to find like murder maybe you have to like stab your friend <laughs> and take like <laughs> the smell in and then you can follow I mean, make sure you don't kill them do a little bit of murder that's
1: extra funny because I imagine this like broadly wholesome coalition of people are like trying to find out who did some blackmail in town.
0: Yeah. And
1: as a result, they have to find someone to do some low-key blackmail <laughs> yeah. on, just to
0: get the sense of it. I'm going to tell everyone you used the wrong kind of yore in that raven you sent me. They'll <laughs> <laughs> no, be like, we don't have standardized language. We call it common. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you
1: want to do an episode on grammar? (laughs) No! (laughs) Not at all.
0: (laughs) What will we even do? I'm I'm leaving the podcast right now if we don't include some kind of dative. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. Um, so... Therese Coffey, Secretary of State... Okay. ...was like, fuck Oxford commas. They will not be in any (laughs) government release from this day forward. The Oxford comma is dead. Very strange. It was like in an NHS press release like
0: the next day, because of course it was, because it's helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, all they do is add clarity to a situation. Yeah. There is nothing to be lost by adding an Oxford comma. Yeah. Very strange. So what's so like I'm just thinking like if what's it called when like you work in a big firm? Yeah. And you siphon, oh, like you, you've got like the payments going out that are in like the millions, and you always just like take a couple of cents off. And then over years, you've stolen a bunch of money.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a word for that. There, there definitely is, and laundering is what's coming to mind, and that's not what not it is.
0: That. I think um, L might be involved.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, if you do that, it's like, what's the small. Like, I can imagine you having to get like a job in like a shop yeah and like the the the, like the person hiring is like wow they really want this job (laughs) it's not like a crime if they know you're gonna do it so you'd have to like earnestly get a job yeah and then like not give someone their change or something or just like pocket like literally a pence out of like the till at some point and then quit yeah quit immediately and make sure you and that's like enough of the whatever that process is called yeah. of the smell that you could then track it, gives it you a little whiff. to whoever's on Wall Street doing that <laughs> by, the, by the millions. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. I love it. Um suppose it makes it quite hard to like track small crimes. Because mm. they're like if, if, if you're trying to catch someone who like through a rock at a window or something yeah then like you have to like there's no real way to like scale down from that so yeah. the only way to get the smell so you know what to track is to know it already or to break another window <laughs> with a rock which feels like at that point you shouldn't be trying to reprimand anyone for it yeah yeah, I mean, I, I, to be
1: fair, I suppose the only reason a group of questing heroes would care about who broke a window is it's like to identify someone or like it was a big sure, inciting thing Sure, they're probably not something. really
0: obsessed with the fact someone yeah, did that. Yeah, right so it there.
1: might be worth it to break a window yeah. to track this individual okay. down. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so is this an,
1: a spell or like an ability that someone has?
0: Yeah, I don't know. So like... they. It could be a weird subclass of... Well, I, I, I wrote rogue in my notes, but I don't know why I wrote that, because this actually doesn't help you do crime. <laughs> it forces you to do crime so you can stop crime. Yeah. There isn't really, uh... There isn't really, like, a, detuc- a detective <laughs> a detective kind of...
1: But <laughs> I suppose it, it makes a kind of sense to me that if you were a good rogue... You could be um, a good detective, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and um you know if your desire was to go morally upstanding then then who better
0: as as a connoisseur of crime okay
1: who could smell it on the wind
0: (laughs) right so that could be a subclass ability for rogue where if you do a crime enough you know what it (laughs) smells like (laughs) (laughs) no i really like that you still have to do it (laughs) okay so you always have to do it but in doing that the the the, the magical imprint left by that crime yeah. is something you can see and you can follow to more more um belated yeah. instances of that crime and yeah. you can see the trails of it ooh some larceny happened here in the last week
1: yeah it's yeah, still yeah, fresh oh, absolutely
0: fresh larceny. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay we got anything else to say about that uh no no i think that's perfect i think that's very good that is fun i don't know how anything else on that subclass would work but that's your job not mine person who wants to use
1: it i suppose that there there must already be people out there who are playing wholesome rogues and we're just giving them a little bit extra to to play with um I
0: suppose we are making crime magic a little bit, but that's fine. I feel like in this universe everything has an amount of magical. Mm. And it's, it's it's especially it, it uh, it's basically impossible to play a high level character with no magic in D&D. Mm. That's one of the reasons that I kind of try to stay away from it. Not, but why I look into other games now because it, I feel like it it pushes everyone into a similar yeah, uh, kind of play style. Even, like, fighters and stuff end up learning spells by the end of the game.
1: Yeah, because there's only so jacked you can get before it's, like, unexplainable, right? Yeah, I suppose, You can't just, like, get so jacked you don't get stabbed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) you you, you got anything else? When I said I'd had a brain drizzle, yep,
0: uh, that's that's about where I was. That's about where I was. That- that's a reference to me asking Chris earlier if he was ready and he said, Oh, I hoped we'd have more time to brainstorm. Yeah. I've had but a brain drizzle. Okay, (laughs) well, here's what else I got. Okay. A plane that runs on crime. Cool. A blimp that runs on crime. (laughs) (laughs) As you can see, The downpour never stopped on my brain. (laughs) A spell that lets you get away with murder if you consume a giant cockroach that is a father. Do you get it? Do you know the reference? Do you understand the reference? No. Papa Roach have an album and song Getting Getting Away away with Murder. murder. Yes.
1: Cool. Cool, 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 cool.
0: I guess the way that spell would work is if you can find a cockroach you know to a been a father yeah. or is currently a father you can consume that in some way to make people who are coming after you for murder stop caring about that
1: as our biologist okay who I therefore assume must have pretty intimate knowledge of the lifespans and breeding habits of cockroaches yeah yeah um, what would you say the probability that any cockroach you stumble across is a
0: father pretty high i okay. think they are sexed yes um so probably about 50 50 um
1: yeah so, I, so they don't have a long childhood phase and then just die after they fuck or nothing like
0: that i don't know i don't Ooh. think so okay i don't think things from that kind of like flies and things like that i don't think do that um you can see flies legs and stuff they generally yeah it is true that insects tend to have a fucking phase, and that's the phase you really see them in, and then they die. Okay. Like dragonflies, that like the bit where they're a dragonfly, where they're the fucking coolest things ever, is like 5% of their life. Oh, wow. And then they fucking die. They spend most of their time living as just awful bugs in the water. (laughs) It's wild. Wow, that is wild.
1: So, that doesn't put me off this at all. That makes me think like, you know, happening upon a Papa Roach, Will be a li- little bit difficult, maybe. Yeah, um, as getting away with murder should be. It was. It's a challenging album.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Should this be a spell, or should this be like an item, or something a person can do? Because, like, if it if it's a spell it's a really pointless, spe- like no one's gonna learn this spell. Though yeah, it would be really funny yeah. if you present this as an opportunity to someone to learn, and they're like, why, why would I learn that? And then later it's like, everyone knows you murdered that guy. And, and they're like, like, oh! And they're like, how? I succeeded on my stealth rolls, and I'm like, I'm the DM, stop out. like I have full power here, and everyone knows, looks like you should've taken the Papa Roach spell, <laughs> asshole. ha <laughs> ha! It's the gallows for you. I didn't realise in this
1: situation
0: they hadn't taken it. And this was you punishing them for that fact. (laughs) (laughs) The best DMs punish their players for everything. Mm. That's how you make a healthy table that everyone likes being at. (laughs) Dungeons and Dragons. This is a healthy table that everyone likes being at. You've got to stop just doing things in the real world that won't translate to the podcast <laughs> at all. I, I don't. We have four <laughs> listeners. <laughs> we're, we're doing this on a very messy table. <laughs> Woo! Three people live in this flat and it's not big enough for them. Um, all right. You got anything? Is your drizzle coming up? Ooh,
1: so, uh, yeah, I'm drizzling, I'm drizzling. Okay. Um, Ooh, pitter-patter, pitter-patter, pitter-patter. Are you hoping that will give you an idea? Yeah. You look like you're... (laughs) Okay.
0: I'm, I'm drizzling. Thing. You're doing what's becoming a sitcom trope where characters are like, oh, I don't know what to do. Unless... And they're like, did you get it? And they're like, no, I thought... Unless we get it. I've seen that happen in three shows now. Have you? Yeah. Don't ask me to name them. All right. Um, antisocial... I'm reading my notes. Antisocial behavior. A spell that makes it easier for you to do things unnoticed because people don't want to notice you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of... I'm I'm picturing it as like a less less souped up version of the invisibility spell that already exists because it's like if you do something really heinous mm. like if you go up to a bartender and slit their throat while other people are at the bar yeah, people have to notice that but it's mm. like if you want to do something subtle like palm a coin off a table or something like that or just yeah. quickly slip a key you shouldn't have into a door or something that this is the kind of spell where people just kind of just don't look at you whether yeah. they're conscious of it or not either it's like they unconsciously don't want to look at you. You have yeah. that edge unless you do something that makes them look at you. Yeah. Or it's like people don't like you and they willfully make the decision not to look at you unless you do something they can't help but look at.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess I, 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 I'm I wondering like if it's someone's duty to be looking out mm. Does it does it apply in the same way, like like you just being like, they're not wanting to look at you
0: doesn't really matter at that point. Well, sure, well, yeah, because like it's their job and they'd rather do other things anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I suppose yeah, there could be like a disadvantage put on on the role mm. um, if you if you're around people you know they can't be duped or you could just say like this spell can't work with people who. Like, are actively guarding something, yeah. And you'll have to use other means. Maybe you could use it in conjunction with something else,
1: yeah. But, um, I, I like the idea of it having disadvantage, so it's still a you know, pe- people who are guarding aren't ever vigilant, they aren't perfect yeah. or anything, so it's still a
0: factor, but yeah, disadvantage okay. or, or, or yeah, I'm, I'm happy less power that. on it, yeah. Like many of our spells, it kind of has less guideline than actual D&D spells, And uh, and what I mean by that is. It kind of, there's an emphasis kind of put on the DM to decide what does and doesn't count <laughs> as far as like doing something heinous enough that people absolutely notice. Yeah, yeah. But I, I reckon people can use their best judgment for that. Like, Yeah. You could like nick a guy's purse, but
1: not his trousers. You
0: know? Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll know that's happening.
1: Yeah. Which is, you know, one of the best points to get to in, in Skyrim. Where you're such a talented pickpocket, you can just take someone's outfit off and for whatever reason they do not
0: notice. <laughs> you got a lot of fantasy power scaling. It's always. <laughs> 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 I mean, maybe yeah. Maybe it starts as a cantrip, which is a, a level zero spell, um, and maybe then you could you could use higher level spell slots. So like, if you use like a sixth level, which I think is the highest level <laughs> spell slot, maybe you could. Push the, but then that'd be very hard to write down. What, what is a reasonable marker? Yeah,
1: yeah, mm. yeah. That that would be interesting. Mm. Is there like a point where you can take a man's weapon? Mm. Is there a point where you can take a man's wife?
0: <laughs> does she notice, or does it just the man you're cuckolding Not, not notice. Yeah, yeah, she notices and she loves it. She loves it. Yeah, this is a reprise. This is an add-on to the cuckolding spell that I, I think we <laughs> we
1: we certainly did. Yeah, I have no idea what any of the features
0: were. <laughs> but that's probably for the best. Yeah, 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 we can leave that in the past. <laughs> <laughs> and on the internet forever. <laughs> uh, Right, and that, that pitter patter given you anything yet? Yeah,
1: yeah, the pitter patter. Um, it's been it's been so productive. Yeah, um, and what I like most about it is that it never stops. Um, <laughs> there's always a lovely little drizzle in my brain, uh, and that drizzle is for crying. <laughs>
0: I'm going to leave all the silence of you panicking in. (laughs) Trying to think of anything that could be crime. Well, I'll level with you. There's one thing left on my note, but it's a bit of a non-starter.
1: Okay. Um, What's a famous thing about crime, Carl? Ooh, that it
0: doesn't pay. Um, Except for it does often. Yeah,
1: yeah. In, In many ways. Um oh I've had a different tangent I was about I was okay I had a tangent but I've oh god I'm lost I'm lost in the infinite mire of of creativity um what I was going to say is famously uh they got Al Capone for tax evasion
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's where you were going when you asked me what's something everyone knows about crime
1: yeah that's okay. a that's a like common sort of factoid people like to throw around isn't it it is. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say it's a factoid about crime, though. Yeah. Okay. It's like you know, you can fucking kill people
0: for years, but if you don't, if you don't, don't, pay, don't pay your pay taxes, taxes, they'll be after you. The wild thing about that in America is like you can pretty much say on like, your tax forms like, "I did this through crime." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like that's less serious than lying. About.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it could be used as any kind of evidence. I have yeah, no idea.
0: <laughs> Do you have a tax evasion themed idea? I
1: I thought what was funny was the idea that 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 uh, an an entity or or um, perhaps a spiteful spirit was going to punish you for your lesser crimes. You know, across the course of a campaign, you'll slay thousands. Um, <laughs> right. But there's a little, a little nasty little beast yeah. that comes up to you and reminds you of the time you you robbed that grandmother for her bread, um, and I don't know, I I I I I I don't know if he torments you. He's a little albatross on your shoulder. Um, I didn't come up with this beforehand, but I like him. I, I like, like him. the man that d- torments you for your minor misdeeds.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I reckon he lives in your head. Okay. Um, and you gotta go you know you gotta learn special exorcism stuff to get him out of there wow and otherwise you just um, probably it disadvantages you whenever you try like whenever you try to actually do something whenever you try to do another minor crime instead the DM is like you hear a voice in your ear just being like now more people will suffer for your bread theft yeah and then, and then like either you have to roll to get over it and if you yeah, then then you could do a wisdom save or another save. Yeah. Um, and if you succeed, you, you could shake it off, but otherwise you're paralysed by guilt. Yeah. And eventually people were like, What's wrong with you? You're not the bread thief you used to be, nah. you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> and this like, led me to who is who is the man who curses you? Right. With with the blight of, of, of the minor misdeeds monster. Yeah. And I think it must be a pious man. And the problem is that your enemy shouldn't ideally be a pious man unless you're all irredeemably evil. Yeah. So he's an overly pious man. Okay. He's, he's High Sparrow. He's, he's, he's the morality police. Um, (laughs) And look, you're not perfect. No one's perfect, right? All right. But you stole (laughs) that old lady's bread. You, Carlisle Lauren. That's me. Stole that old lady's bread. And I'll never
0: live it down now. I've yeah. got a demon in my head. <laughs> is, it, is there one demon that the High Sparrow infects people's brains with? Or does he have, like, an army of demons? And if so, will they do whatever job's assigned to them? Or is, like, one of them, like, a... Yeah, you kicked over a homeless man's collection cup specialist to demon. And one yeah, of them is a breakthrough yeah. no, specialist.
1: I, I guess um, there's a sort of general petty crimes division. I don't, I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know if the, the little little guys have to specialize that much you know they just got to get in your head they gotta, they gotta bug you yeah. uh, enough that you know the townspeople aren't sleeping for all their minor misdeeds. They're yeah, being yeah, haunted yeah. and
0: tormented. So this is a fun campaign now as well. You could go to like a town where like just productivity has really stopped, and that's yeah. Everybody's just racked by guilt over really pointless things. Yeah, yeah. And then you yeah. have to find out why, and it turns out the High Sparrow and his morality piece have done that. And the moral of the, of the campaign, the message you'd be imparting to your players, is crime is okay. Yeah. Actually, and you should commit crime. And you shouldn't feel bad about ways you've hurt people. Yeah. Uh, crime is good and pays. Ha 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 Once you get rid of that silly thing called guilt.
1: <laughs> Once you slay the demon of guilt, you can do any crimes you like. <laughs> That's gotta be in some like fascist manifesto somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's something we're laughing at for being so cartoonish, it's probably something someone's <laughs> unironically saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that idea quite a lot. Yeah, yeah I'd love to yeah. do something with that. And the good news is that no one listens to this, so they won't know it's coming when- No, it... <laughs> 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 Um, well the last thing I wrote down is a crime dog, the opposite of a police dog. I don't know where I was going with that. Okay. It's I like saw a clip c- recently okay
1: It was very cute. It was a bear in a store and in a and, store yeah okay it wasn't wreaking havoc it wandered over to the little to the little rack full of chocolates and it nudged it it nudged it over but it didn't didn't nudge it all the way over just like so it could get its snout in its mouth melt, melted yeah. it grabbed one chocolate bar and it left. <laughs>
0: it was so beautiful as theft goes that's (laughs) that's a pretty recuperable (laughs) one
1: very restrained restrained (laughs) yeah I I really enjoyed that video Um, and I think if a crime dog was systematically stealing one thing from me at a time in quite a polite way I don't know if I'd have the heart to do anything (laughs) about
0: it so it's it's a it's a it's like a ruse it's a cute animal that gets away with crime by just being cute yeah. It's my dog from home. It's my dog Sybil. <laughs> I have a little dog called Sybil, and she can just do whatever she wants because she's adorable. Yeah. That she kinda gets And she's small. Mm. So like it doesn't really warrant punishing. I have I have a small dog and a very big dog. And if the very big dog like starts being naughty, then like we have to get on top of that because yeah. you gotta control the massive dog. <laughs> but like if she like she and she at one time um, my cousins were visiting and they were scared of the big dog sometimes yeah so and they'd often be you know go and they mm. and my mm. my mother and her sister's approach would be shut up <laughs> and then they'd just get on with it they thought it was important that they just learn to deal with the dog because yeah. they knew it's a good dog it's a nice dog so yeah one day they're having their dinner my my mother and her sister go upstairs to do whatever and and they hear from downstairs and then, you know, they go, shut up, eat your dinner! And then they, come, and they eventually come downstairs, and it's not the big dog, but the small dog has hopped onto the table because she knew that she could, you know, abuse these small people. <laughs> while no one's And it's just eating their food directly out of their plates while they're sat at the table. That's the sort of thing my small dog does. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent work. Yeah. So yeah, that's a crime dog yeah that's done that's... <laughs> alright Sybil use her in your d game. d game, baby Sybil the dog she's a standard schnauzer thanks for listening to the crime episode thanks for listening to the crime episode of Dungeons and Dragnos. if you want to follow us do that at Dragnos podcast on Twitter or send us an email at dungeonsanddragnos at gmail.com probably a third thing we have a Patreon don't don't do it though don't do it <laughs> This is probably the last one for a while because I've got a, a bunch of other podcasts kicking off. So I guess I should probably plug those. Check out a uh, podcast for everyone's coming back for season seven soon. That that, that can't be true. Nah. That's crazy. It was my dumb podcast where we listen to a dumb pop band and overanalyze everything they do. I've got a podcast that people who listen to this might enjoy. <laughs> probably should have parked that first. Called Dice So Nice I Said Dice Twice, uh, where me and some friends and Chris probably all could be on a couple of episodes. Um, play different TTRPG systems than D&D and fuck around with them for an episode or two and see if we have fun. Woo! That'll probably deal on that front. I really liked the Trojan Horse Affair. Serial
1: and the New York Times is the Trojan Horse Affair. Cool. Who, 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 what? Uh, Hamza Syed and Brian Reed investigate the Trojan Horse Letter, which alleged that, um... There was an Islamic plot to take over schools in Birmingham Um, and the council basically immediately realized it was a hoax Yeah. Um, but a mix of sort of other evidence um, that that some people had complained about these schools uh, and the fact that Michael Gove was the education secretary who's a very Islamophobic man meant it became um, a national scandal that people took very seriously many teachers lost their jobs but no one had ever taken particularly seriously the question of who actually wrote the letter Okay. Um, so that's their sort of starting point. Cool. And it's, yeah.
0: Check that out. Officially affiliated with us.
1: Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>